and welcome back to BoJack Horsepod, the BoJack Horseman story. Today we will be talking about season three, episode three of BoJack Horseman, BoJack Kills. I'm your host, Kirsten McKinnis, joined as always by the lovely Lindsay Wilson. Lindsay, how are you? I'm great. How are you doing? I am feeling good. I feel like this was a great episode. It's a nice like Friday junior recording moment and we've got a very special guest with us today. We sure do. Very exciting. We we had to cyber bully him into coming onto the pod, but my friend and yours, Brian Scally is here. Scally, how are you? Hello, hello. I'm great. I'm glad to be here in the future with you guys recording. And cyberbullying is a very strong word. You know that I am indecisive and, you know, a procrastinator and all of the above. So that is a bad combination when picking an episode for a podcast. But very excited because this is a fun episode. So I'm glad that you threw this one out there. I know you guys are famously a pro-murder podcast. So <laughs> lots of fun. Yes, this is reminding me, Kirsten, that we were chatting beforehand and I was saying that in our last episode we talked at great length about Scally and we couldn't remember what it was about. But this has reminded me that we were literally just complaining about how he hasn't picked an episode yet. So (laughs) he picked one. Here he is. Well, and I just think that for the record, it's important to state that Scally did not pick an episode. He was Um, assigned an episode. I saw which episode this was at the end of last week's episode and I said oh that's a fun one we need a guest obviously Colin Stone will turn us down once again as he always does as he's never (laughs) he's never coming on and he needs to stop lying and I was like Scally will either say yes or tell us he's unavailable I was like this is a fun episode I think we've got a shot at getting Scally for this one so I'm glad it worked out I was watching this one like, what part of this episode reminds you of me? Oh, no. None of, it, none of it was about like, oh, it reminds me of Scally. Mm. I literally saw in the synopsis, Bojack is framed for a murder. And I said, I think that's a very fun episode. Was a Drugs, fun Drugs, strip clubs, murders, Scally. <laughs> yes. Scally, I feel like, would be uh, a huge client at Whale World. (laughs) Mm, I don't know about that. Yeah, Scally loves skunks, animal cruelty, and heroines. Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Perfect combination. Oh, my God. (laughs) Obviously, for legal reasons, that was a joke. (laughs) Scally doesn't like any of those things. Calm down. I like how you just let pro-murder go through, but we did, you know, choose to clarify here. We talk murder and crime all the time. Obviously, we're not like... I love murder, but we like murder's interesting, like okay? <laughs> yeah, we just need to be on the record that Scally is not, in fact, pro-skunk. That was the part we needed to clarify. <laughs> well, yeah, that was the most like damning one about the heroin and the animal abuse. <laughs> yes. It's just the way it is. They're Ugh. very feisty. <laughs> so feisty. <laughs> okay. So, this episode just is a dream but before we get into it scally can you tell us your bojack horseman history Ooh, so bojack is a show that i have thoroughly enjoyed i caught up i would say around season three binge the first three seasons and then would watch them as they came out it has been 
a little bit, you know, both in the scope of the show and the emotional labor that it takes to binge this show, uh, not a show that I have jumped straight back into, but one that I definitely plan on rewatching again eventually. So I'm excited to have your podcast to take me through the show without actually having to deal with all of the emotions myself firsthand. (laughs) (laughs) Secondhand feelings. Yeah, we... (laughs) We do all the emotional labor. <laughs> we're so good at it. So healthy. We thank you for it. Yeah, we're, we're healthy. It's fine. Sarah Nor posted today on Twitter that she's catching up to our podcast. I guess in the past when this comes out, she was like, so if anyone's wondering like why I'm depressed today, it's because of that. And I replied, if you stay depressed, you don't get depressed <laughs> with the gif of Bojack going, nothing on the outside, nothing on the inside. Okay, so I guess we should talk about this. This episode starts in one of the most unhinged ways I've ever seen any episode of anything start. Because <laughs> it starts as an advertisement for Whale World, which is essentially a strip club for orca whales owned by the actor who played Goober in Horsin' Around. Go home, which Goober. Sa- yeah, exactly. It sounds unhinged already, but it's, <laughs> the advertisement starts with a clip from Horsin' Around, and then he walks out like, yeah, I know. I bet you remember me as Goober. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's a strip club, but advertised to children. It's educational. It's a sexy, fun time for the whole family. Yeah, family-friendly environment. Bring your young girls here so they can learn things. They certainly won't internalize (laughs) anything about the commodification of women's bodies. I did like that line a lot. (laughs) I liked that a lot. And then I laughed really hard when it's like, to the people who say it's wrong to keep them in captivity... Stop. Stop saying that. Don't say that anymore. (laughs) It's just whales. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a good point. I think you're right that this is one of the most unhinged openings to any show in the history of time. Like... And it like it it stayed unhinged the whole way through, but in the best way. They set you up for what the episode was going to give you, and so in that great opening, <laughs> truly a strip club to bring your kids to, mm-hmm. get them on Shark Tank. <laughs> uh-huh, get it? Shark Tank. Yeah. <laughs> so clever. Um, so stupid. <laughs> so okay. From the credits, it continues to be unhinged because Bojack is at a non-denominational winter day recital. Yeah, all-inclusive non-denominational winter day pageant. Yeah. Is this your first non-denominational winter day pageant? Is that what I'm gathering? We have extremely (laughs) denominational, I mean, I guess not denominational, but extremely... No, so that's not a thing in New Brunswick. I thought that people were making it up that it was a thing in Ontario. But yeah, no, we always just, it was like, there was always like uh, Christmas carols. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> in a Protestant school? <laughs> I just went to like normal school, but it was the 90s. And I feel like back then it was like the war on Christmas wasn't a thing that people were worried about yet. So it was just like, we're just going to sing about Christmas all the time. Where do you enlist for the war on Christmas? <laughs> I feel like you are on the front lines. Finally, a war I can get behind. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, the school is children singing and Bojack is there because some of these kids' parents are Oscar voters and he is still on the campaign trail to win an Oscar for Secretariat. 
There's a good line in here where one of the kids says, snow goblin is an offensive slur. I mean, I think that <laughs> calling someone a snow goblin is worse than a lot of other things. I would not love to be called it. I do want to get that out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a fair take. Now, what about other kinds of goblins? Is there any type of goblin you could be called that would not be offensive? Ooh. Good question. I feel like I would very specifically use it to be offensive, to call someone a goblin. <laughs> it's like I call people ghouls a lot. I could replace That's that with literally goblin. literally what I was thinking. It's, like, it's very similar to calling someone a ghoul. Yeah, yeah. I could be like, mm, what a goblin. Both mm, good. It doesn't fit. It's not it as just good doesn't as school. roll off the tongue like ghoul. Yeah. Annoying. I like that Bojack also is not worried about the man who is yelling at him because he's not an Oscar <laughs> voter, so his opinion does not matter. I love that. He's like... Are you an Oscar voter? No. He's like, okay, bye. I am only (laughs) taking feedback from Oscar voters on this week's podcast, actually. (laughs) It's our new policy. (laughs) It's a good policy. (laughs) I approve. I like that a lot. Five-star voters only. That's right. We only take our feedback from five-star voters. It's the same energy as BoJack. (laughs) The phone call he does get in this moment is from Jill Pill Mm. asking if BoJack has checked on Cuddly Whiskers yet because she needs him to go to his house and if he's not there, take something for her. And it is a letter that she wrote to him when they were and get prepared because she's about to say lovers. Lovers. Mm. Well, I'm glad you at least gave us the preparation. <laughs> the much necessary preparation. I've been informed that's not enough warning. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so this story, I don't know if it plays well for other people. But Ooh. so one time I asked my former boss, I was like, do you think you could like make a connection between my partner and like one of these people that you work with? Like, could you just like introduce them in an email? And he was like, yeah, for sure. And then he just like, forwarded it to me after and was like oh here's what I sent just so you have it and I went through it and I was like oh my god did you just did you say like Lindsay's lover wanted to have this introduction are you serious right now and he was like what is that weird and I was like yeah that's weird that's totally like unacceptable turned it when he forwarded it to me he changed it from partner to lover just to mess with me oh Um, that's solid prank no that's solid prank from like me if i were to make some sort of connection for cam that would be a funny prank for me to do Mm -hmm. if i were Lindsay's boss who i'm picturing as like a 50 year old man okay yes the context is not great we will admit like skelly you could get away with that prank okay good to know the energy you, i'm giving you could off. get away with that prank. Like you would, you're allowed to do that not to me ever if i find love you're not allowed to ever call anyone a lover anyone you're a lover i think maybe exclusively that's what we'll be saying mm-hmm. yeah you locked well, that in just now anyways yeah. dying alone has never felt so good i guarantee you that that man has since made jokes about being vaxxed and waxed, Lindsay. <laughs> it's possible. Because I'm railing against that old man energy when people say <laughs> waxed and vaxxed. I've, I think yeah. I've said it on the pod before. I've tweeted it out. It's troubling. It's the same energy as wined and dined and 69 which is something uh, that a creepy 60-year-old man says. It's the uh, same energy, exactly. So right. It's so... Kirsten's leading the war on waxed and vaxxed. (laughs) That's right. I'm on the front line. There's so many wars. I'm not in a war against being 
vaxxed, certainly. This is a pro-vaccine podcast and has been from the inception or from from before. Before this podcast was a glimmer in our eyes, we were pro-vaccine over here. I'm like, if someone wants to be waxed, that's up to your personal preferences. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm giving a value judgment to body hair or the lack thereof. (laughs) If you want to be waxed and you are vaxxed, that's fine. But if you say waxed and vaxxed, I'm going to say you sound 87. All good clarifications. Mm -hmm. I don't want anyone to think I'm (laughs) anti-vax. If anyone thinks that, they have not been listening to this podcast. Hey, Lindsay, there's really good people on both sides. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I couldn't even get through it. Okay, so Bojack is like, I gotta go. And Anna Spanakopita is like... Okay, listen, but also you have all of these things that you have to do. I did not write down any of the things. Lindsay, did you write down the things that Bojack has to do? Yeah, I don't know. Something about going to a bat mitzvah, get some Oscar voters approval. That was all I have. Okay, perfect. And then Diane's running the social media. Yeah. She goes out to have a smoke and takes a call from Mr. Peanut Butter. It's their daily download, as per Dr. Janet's firm suggestion, which I don't think they did actually like a daily download at all. Not really. It feels like they just like repeated a bunch of the same stuff about cherishing and respecting each other. Do you accept my acceptance? I hear you accepting (laughs) and I do accept your acceptance and you are valued and respected and cherished. I hear you respecting (laughs) and cherishing. (laughs) Now, Lindsay, have you ever done any sort of daily or weekly download with a lover before? (laughs) Oh no, it's so bad. It's so bad. Uh, okay, so famously, I exclusively date people who are not big talker people. I fill all of the talking void. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so I feel like my every maybe like hourly download, I'm like, let me tell you everything I have thought in the past hour. <laughs> I will fill all of the space. <laughs> As a big talker person, I do relate to that very heavily. (laughs) See, and that's, I mean, same. And that's why I don't remember everything I said, okay? Because I say a lot. I'm I'm supposed to remember it too? I remember it for you. It's fine. No, I remember I one time said to an ex of mine, I was like, so here's the thing. You only really say the things that you see as important. So if I say like, oh, I had a really good sandwich today, you should probably ask me about the sandwich. Because while the sandwich itself isn't important, it's not really about the sandwich. (laughs) Anyway, that's now become my shorthand for you need to take an interest, you know? It's a good point. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's not about the sandwich, but still, you could also get some good sandwich tips. Who doesn't want a good sandwich tip? Goblins. (laughs) (laughs) Goblins. <laughs> <laughs> Famously anti-sandwich. The war on sandwich is led by goblins. <laughs> I and you know who's the leader of those goblins? Obviously Lindsay's Lindsay's ex. <laughs> I tried to combine Lindsay and Goblin into a word. Lindsay. <laughs> nope. Not, we're gonna leave that one on the shelf. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was not on purpose. My brain was just moving at a different speed than my mouth. <laughs> But yeah, so I really love this phone conversation because it culminates with Mr. Peanut Butter being like, do you promise you won't work too hard today? And she says, I will if you promise not to bother the skunk next door. I don't want to come home to a stinky husband. So how many times do you think Mr. Peanut Butter's gotten into it with the skunk next door in the past? Three. Like, it's 
it's got to be an issue. <laughs> I would say more than three. I feel like this is a regular topic on the daily download for it to mm. be coming up. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if he like just repeatedly is like, oh, I'm going over there today. And every single day she has to be like, no. He almost did twice this episode. Yeah. So <laughs> great point. that's a great that's point. <laughs> three is probably a gross underestimate. Yeah. He bothers the skunk, gets sprayed. And then once it's all dealt with, is like, I'm so mad at that skunk for starting this. <laughs> yeah, Kirsten, I was thinking of you when you were giving me a hard time about my Sarah Koenig ringtone. <laughs> I was noting that even Diane got rid of her Sarah Koenig ringtone faster than I did. <laughs> she is now on to Terry Gross. Yeah, again, these ringtones are unbearable. And I think they're supposed <laughs> to be an example of how Diane is a bad person, actually. <laughs> But you said inspiration. I will keep this Sarah Koenig ringtone. <laughs> Forever. For years. <laughs> Literal years. She didn't even keep it for more than one season. I relate to that. I hate I hate change on like little things like that. Had the same phone case for like three iterations of phones. Just ordering like a green Nintendo Game Boy phone case. Amazing. Because I am a child who hates change. <laughs> Do you still have that for your phone now? Uh, I don't. I was like, I'm going to drop this a lot. This is not very protective. <laughs> what case do you have now? It's just a plain black one that is more protective, but much less cute. Yeah. Yeah. I famously Same. have a blue phone and I always go with a clear case. And I used to have mm. one that had like ombre glitter on it. And so it like looked mermaidy and it was really cute. It was actually <laughs> why I got the phone was to get that ombre case. And then when I had to replace that case, they stopped making the ombre ones. And I just have a gross clear case. Not bad. The blue's good. It carries the, the case. The blue carries it. But then it's like blue's not even my favorite color. What is your favorite color? Okay, this is actually very hotly contested, Lindsay, because okay. the answer has always been orange. I love orange, and I still love orange. But lately, I've been vibing with pink, like, pretty hard. So I think pink might be my new favorite color. It would have been pretty high on my list of things to guess. I don't know if you're just allowed to change your favorite color so spontaneously. I, I like... She says with the pink duvet cover, the pink watch strap, the pink nails. I, I think that it was always there. Ugh, I can't imagine. Uh, for all we know, blue may be your favorite color very no. soon. Mm-mm. Could never. With this mm. level of loyalty. <laughs> oh my god. It took me a long time to accept that I think I like pink better than orange now. Wow. But I still love orange like i'm not out here all of a sudden being like oh orange is my least favorite color i hear you appreciating orange and i accept that you now love pink <laughs> Lindsay, what's your favorite color i usually just say black but purple maybe i was i would have been really funny if you said blue <laughs> yeah blue <laughs> obviously purple's a good favorite color it's the yeah. second best color Whatever, Scally. Scally what? loves green so much. It's the best color. I'm okay with green. Uh, green's fine. Mm. It's not <laughs> not strong enough for Scally. <laughs> Anyways, should we just go through the Todd, Mr. Peanut Butter, Princess Carolyn stuff quick? Yes, I think that works well. Because, uh, spoiler alert, Mr. Peanut Butter and Todd got very badly skunked, and they've called Princess Carolyn for help. She says, whatever you do, don't go back into the house. 
it's too late. My favorite thing about this, I call Princess Carolyn, and they're like, I need help. And she's just like, okay, put the body on ice. I'll be right there. Like, just totally fine with it. So cool. And it's just like, I'm just ready to spring into action and help this person in need. So Princess Carolyn is at least murder neutral, is what we're gathering. (laughs) And Princess Carolyn is a top two character on BoJack, at the very least. So... Mm-hmm. Uh, and is pink. <laughs> Incredible. She's a pink cat who's at mm. least neutral on murder, a professional woman getting things done in the world. She's all of your favorite things wrapped into one. I have no choice but yeah. to stand. Okay, so she gets there. And Mr. Peanut Butter's house is full of spaghetti strainers that he does not remember why he bought them, but he's sure it will pay off. <laughs> Definitely. And how, how bad do you think that house smells of skunk? I mean, it's got to be terrible because he's like, I'm already in here and I ran in here and I rolled around on the couch to get the smell off of me. And then I ran into my room and rubbed my clothes all over me to try to get my smell back on me. So like everything is terrible. Plus the weed. So like (laughs) a lot going on here. (laughs) Yeah. That's why I like Mr. Peanut Butter. He's a lovable goof. He's very, you know, like I love the idea of rubbing your things back on you to get your (laughs) smell on you. (laughs) Yeah, It's what a dog would do. And it's why I like Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah, that's true. Have any of you had any experience with skunks getting sprayed by skunks, pets getting sprayed by skunks? So people make fun of me because I live in Toronto and I am very, very concerned with all the skunks that are here. They are everywhere. There are, and they cool. make there my are life lots miserable. of skunks in Ontario. <laughs> they make me very unhappy. I go outside at any time, day or night sometimes. Sometimes they're just out in the middle of the day and they're Don't everywhere. They rabies. Wow. Oh my God. Ridiculous. Yeah. Like there was one time I was just sitting at my desk and I looked out the window and there's just one on the neighbor's lawn. It's like two in the afternoon. They are everywhere and it's miserable because you have to be just so constantly vigilant about these things and people think I'm overreacting. Yeah, see, I have never been sprayed by a skunk, have smelled like them spraying something many Mm. of times, but I can remember one time when I was little and helping pack the car for vacation and I was like, I don't want to do it. What if they're skunks? And then (laughs) sprinting back from the car, a family of skunks runs across the pathway. (laughs) I don't stop in time and I step lightly on the tail of the last baby skunk And so I'm sitting there with, if I release this skunk, it's probably going to spray me. (laughs) So after, you know, a little bit of deciding very quickly, I let it go and sprinted and luckily got away (laughs) before anything could happen. But quite the dilemma that young me had. What a story. Oh my God. (laughs) I actually have a lot of skunk stories. Oh. Which is kind of (laughs) weird. Okay, so the first skunk story. So when we moved to Ontario, I was four. And we used to go for a nightly walk as a family every evening. Very Mm. wholesome stuff. And this one time we're walking and it's, I was holding hands with my dad and my mom was walking and both my, like my sister and my half sister were there. They're all walking through the wood. They see a skunk like ahead on the path, but like not really in the way. A cyclist comes very close to the skunk, scaring it and diverting its path to be coming straight towards us. My mom, sister, and half-sister turn and sprint. They are running back towards home. They are running. 
my dad is like, everybody needs to just calm the F down. He's like, we're going to just keep walking. He's holding my hand. I'm pulling away like, dad, let me go. Let me go. And he's like, no. And is like holding my hand in a vice grip as we just kept walking. Nothing happened. We didn't get sprayed. Everyone had very much overreacted. But it was like, my dad was like willing to just go into the the woods. Totally willing. Oh well, my god. You were the Todd to his Mr. Peanut Butter. I was Truly. so scared. I was literally like <laughs> trying to go like pull free and run back to the rest of my family, but no. He was like, "We're no, we're both going to continue walking forward." Oh my god. Last summer, I so the last time we were going to drive to New Brunswick, we had to get up at like 4 a.m. for this drive. And I was like, I don't want to take all this stuff out to the car, much like you, Scally. I was like, I don't want to take the stuff out to the car because I think that there might be a skunk out there. And Cam was like, no, no, there won't be a skunk. Opens the door. There's one on the deck. And I was just like, well, <laughs> guess we can never leave. <laughs> we're housebound now. Oh, have had that happen as well. Oh, but it was two skunks. So. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's way worse. Uh, At least the, 10 times worse. <laughs> the, the other one is my sister. When she got her driver's license, the first day she had it, she was driving her friends home from something, and a skunk runs out in the middle of the road. And she slams on the brakes because she doesn't want to hit the skunk. But what happens is the skunk is in the middle of the road, and she has stopped directly over the skunk, who is totally fine, who then sprayed the bottom of the car. Oh, no. And this was, I don't know if I mentioned, like, four days before we had to do the cross-country drive from Ontario to Alberta. (laughs) So when I mentioned before that I was in the van with my dad and our cats, we were in the only vehicle that didn't smell of skunk for the like five or six day drive. Wow. That's pretty bad. Ontario has a ton of skunks. So many. It's wild how many fewer skunks I've seen since leaving Ontario. It's another so it's, point for you to move to Victoria one day, though, because there are no skunks on Vancouver Island. But uh, yeah, so actually, I said recently, I was like, oh, do you think BC has fewer skunks? So this is good information. There's none on the island. I know they exist on the mainland, but I don't know to what extent. They are very cute, though. If they didn't they're stink. They're so cute. They're very cute. <laughs> <laughs> I would get a pet skunk. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm gotta get it removed i think getting the stinker removed is bad for them though. yeah well and that's the thing like i would want a pet skunk but i would never like put an animal through an unnecessary medical procedure mm-hmm. me with a pet fox after i learned that disney sold me a lie with fox and the hounds and that foxes <laughs> actually smell like awful very really? upset yeah like Do they always very smell bad, bad? or yeah. is it like they're not clean because they're in the nature no no they always smell bad <laughs> like not like if you i don't know if you pick one up i think it's a lot of mark in the territory with aggressive mm. scent once Kelly sent me a video of someone just feeding a series of hard-boiled eggs to a fox through a kitchen window and it lives in my mind how much were they getting paid per egg <laughs> it was my friend's friend the fox would just come to the window stick its head in and he would hold an egg up and the fox would take it and then run away and then come back wow very brave the fox could so just jump brave. in the house <laughs> oh my god they trained the fox to just take eggs yeah i guess wow i feel like it's like the fox was going door to door being like oh do you want protection if you want protection it'll cost you one <laughs> egg a day <laughs> and then they go make their rounds and get an egg from everybody you won't Genius. walk out to any skunks on the porch i will take care of that <laughs> <I'll take laughs> give me an egg i'll see to that for you <laughs> an egg every day <laughs> 
Mr. Peanut Butter also says that him and Diane are five big fights away from a divorce, and he does not want this to be one of them. <laughs> it's a very specific number. It's, it's interesting that he knows how many away they are. I think any couple at any time could be five big fights away from a divorce. That's what I was going to say. that's a good call. Yeah. How many have like, they gotten in to be only five away yeah. now? <laughs> well, and I also think like five big fights is yeah. a lot of big fights. Especially if you have them in like a short period of time, that would be probably a deal breaker for anyone. You're right. Yeah. So I think anyone, like, I feel like I'm five big fights away from ending this podcast with you, Lindsay. How dare you? But we would never wow. get in a big fight. How dare you? Wow. The hey. Threat. Yeah. What would we get in a big fight about? Let's not pursue this. I've changed my mind immediately. Yeah. I don't know. Like, what? <laughs> did you suddenly become an anti-vaxxer? Like, hmm. I don't think you should get your second shot after all. <laughs> You got oh, yours, man. and now you don't care what anyone else does. No, I don't does. care. Yeah, it's totally fine. <laughs> so, Don and Mr. Peanut Butter take a tomato bath together. Yeah. <laughs> you don't want to waste the tomato paste. No. <laughs> like... Now, for a tomato bath, would it be tomato paste, or would it be tomato juice? How much tomato product to what? What's the ratio here? So, I feel like... It's, didn't they, like, debunk this, that it's not actually that effective to use tomato juice? And also, they're using, like, marinara sauce, I think, is what's happening here. I feel like that's going to smell more than the juice. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. But did they just bathe in a tub full of sauce, or is there water, too? What do you think? It's, like, half and half? What's the mixture? I think it's a full sauce tub. I think so, yeah. So Mr. Peanut Butter is covered in sauce, and he wants to be dry. And Princess Carolyn's like, no, don't shake. Use the (laughs) towel. Don't shake. He can't help it. He shakes. Mr. Peanut Butter's still jacked. Yeah, true, right? He's Uh, kept it tight. He keeps it tight. (laughs) Gotta keep it tight just in case you gotta take a sauce bath with the bros. (laughs) Just in case. You never know. You don't know. It seems like a frequent occurrence at the peanut butter household. (laughs) True. (laughs) Hopefully Todd's not there every time. Don't know. I feel like Todd would frequently be there, (laughs) to be fair. Yeah. You're right. Well, he says, oh, look, that made it worse. Yeah, and Princess Carolyn's just like, okay, you take care of these clothes. I'm going to get a cleaning service in here. So they choose to take care of the clothes in a creative and intelligent way by setting them <laughs> on fire in L.A. in the middle of a drought. That was how they interpreted get rid of them, I guess. The whole lawn is on fire, and I think parts of the house. Yeah, no, I I think the uh, the solution here that Princess Carolyn comes up with is actually very ingenious. Yeah, drought-resistant landscaping. Yeah, this does seem like something Diane would love. It seems like something Mr. Peanut Butter needs. That too. (laughs) (laughs) Love a good spin. Yeah. She honestly could be in PR. And I love how she's like, why did you even call me? And they're like, well, you're Princess Carolyn and you can fix anything. And that just totally like butters her up. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I've got half a mind to go over and give it to that skunk for starting this mess. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's definitely the skunk's fault. Mm Mm-hmm. A lot of, like, Mr. Peanut Butter as an actual dog in this episode. Just, like, stay. It's like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> He had to stay. Some of my favorite humor in the show. Just, like, the animals doing animal things. Yes. <laughs> Ta- you have to talk about the animal things. But all of it is a little bit ruined after 
RB Dub tweeted that the animals are part human. Yeah. Mm. Really shocking. Like, it's just all ruined for me. Because then I'm like, <laughs> well, how did you end up with a half dog, half human? Like, that's not okay. Like, it's just, it's troubling to me in a very <laughs> bad way. There's so many questions. Because we know that when characters on the show reproduce, generally it will, like, either Mr. Peanut Butter and Princess Carolyn would have a little peanut butter or a little ca- or you know a little <laughs> carolyn or a little diane whoever's around for this you know <laughs> reproducing it does not seem to you know blend the species in the way that their ancestors seem to have well, yeah and so what i think that it means is that say mr peanut butter and princess carolyn had a child it could either be a dog a cat or a human could pop out (laughs) well that was our question was could they have a human yeah i think they could so like with charlotte and kyle they have like one human and one deer and now i think that if kyle had also been a deer there would have been an equal chance of them like there could have been a possibility of them having a human still would have been just like Less of a chance it would have been like the if you're doing like your little punnet squares, like it would be right. like the two lower the case recessive ones. Gene. I yeah. need to know which animals are dominant, which was a recessive. This is these are the <laughs> kinds of things we need RBW Mr. to Peanut come on for. And and Princess Carolyn is a dog like a like a dominant trait? Mm. Is it a recessive trait? What's the situation? I What's we the deal? need. These are why we need to have Raphael Bob Waksberg on the podcast, because I'm very concerned. How are we supposed to get answers without him? (laughs) (laughs) These are the important questions. I do love a good Punnett square, as everyone should. Yeah, who doesn't? (laughs) Oh, I'm I'm with these two friggin' scientists yet again. (laughs) I'm assuming your undergrad was biology as well, Lindsay, right? My undergrad was in international development. They minor in psychology. Ooh. How did you end up the way that you... What? <laughs> How did you become this way? <laughs> I've been taking a break from science since about 2010, and uh, it's going great. I mean, I could become like a public health policy analyst, and then from mm-hmm. there, you just the path is clear. Mm-hmm. I'm glad yeah. that we discovered a new career path for you. Mm. Yeah. Well, listen, I've been applying for policy analyst positions and they don't want me. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Wait till they hear this episode. Wait till they hear this episode where my scientific mind is at work. (laughs) (laughs) And then we'll get to the the last little bit of the Mr. Peanut Butter at the end when it comes up for Diane. So back to the beginning. Mm -hmm. Bojack and Diane are driving. And Bojack is doing that thing where when you have someone locked in a car with you, you can ask them questions that they would otherwise not answer. My mom used to do this. Ask you, like, difficult or uncomfortable questions? Or, like, just say something really uncomfortable that you, like, the second you're in the car, the the car is locked, it'd be bad. Like, a pretty easy example is when we were looking for my grad dress, I wanted this short but poofy Betsy Johnson dress. It was black, but the under part of the poofy skirt was hot pink. And it was very cute, and it was very me, and I wanted it. And I still think it's very cute. If I had a function, would wear that dress, I think. I don't know. I guess it's kind of chooky now. But my mom was, like, very into the concept of me getting a long dress. And she was like, there's only so many situations when you're a mother, when you get to go shopping for this kind of dress with the daughter. It's, like, basically this in your wedding. And I was like, well, fine, I'll get a long dress because I don't think I'm ever getting married. So I'll, I'll have this experience with you. 
And then we're driving one day, the, like you've driven like three kilometers or whatever. So it's like, <coughs> doors are locked. And she goes, why don't you think you'll ever get married? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm 16. Like, can you leave me alone, please? That kind of thing. And much worse things, but that's what we could say on the pod. <laughs> <laughs> Family friendly podcast. Uh, yeah, so very scary. But mm-hmm. Bojack hasn't seen Diane since she was staying on his deck chairs. Yeah, and she just says, like, she's not avoiding him. She's just making an effort not to be in a room alone with him. Avoiding him. Yeah. Diane says she thinks that she and Bojack are a, li- a lot alike in a lot of ways. What do you what do you two think about that concept of Diane being similar to Bojack? I can see it on, like, uh, you know, some scales. I think that they probably bring out, like, certain sides of each other that, like, they both have more so. I wouldn't say they are the same person, but there are traits that they definitely both share. Yeah, and I think, like, Bojack sort of indulges Diane when her brain is like let's just like lean into this let's just like wallow in feelings of depression and anxiety and Bojack's just like yeah why wouldn't we wallow like let's just do this and he very much just like enables her to kind of lean into those bad feelings about herself whereas I think she sometimes needs a push to kind of find her way out of those behaviors I don't know I think he's just like so self-destructive that he's perfectly willing to let her do the same I agree with both of you but I also It made me think back to, like, everything with the book Mm -hmm. and how both of them thought they knew exactly how the book should be done and they both think that their opinion is the only one that matters regardless of the assignment. And I was like, they are very similar. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. But uh, Bojack says she's the not cool version of him. (laughs) Also true. Which, like, fair. Yeah. She only wants to see him under professional circumstances now. Which is great timing because he has brought her to Cuddly Whiskers' house, which is yeah. not professional. Professional circumstances, like joking about each other's lovers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so bad. Not that. <laughs> yeah, he's like, oh, it's so weird that I drove here by accident. Oh, no. Like, oh, I'm here. Well, might as well just go in. He's going in for this letter, right? Like, that's why he's over here. Yeah. I think that if Jill Pill had not given him, like, a task he would not have ever checked on cuddly whiskers because yeah. he's literally like fine i'll get the letter if you stop telling me to do stuff mm-hmm. so but there's he's not home he's not home there's so much mail out front house is dark it's spooky yeah. it's very spooky very it's creepy house too spooky <laughs> what would be an appropriate level of spooky <laughs> i do like that we find out the that the academy awards in this universe have a rabbit figurine on them true yeah. but to make it as spooky as possible they find a dead body at the house <laughs> the line of maybe she's not dead maybe she's just being a whale <laughs> they see this <laughs> they see this woman face down in the pool floating like, floating oh face God. down absolutely destroyed me <laughs> just a whale so doing whale stuff just I mean, being a whale <laughs> it wouldn't be the most ridiculous thing we've seen on the show for sure I, it's fair i like how their instinct is i guess they're technically breaking and entering so i guess that would explain why their first instinct isn't to just call the police but it's to go through the orca's phone and see if there is someone that they can call mm-hmm. this feels like bad crime scene etiquette i well it's not gonna work anyways because kids these days don't call they use a combination of texts <laughs> emojis and dick pics yes and then Officer Fuzzy Face is there. Always in the right place at the right time, that guy. Now, do you think that they knew the body was there and have just been, like, waiting for someone to stumble upon it? 
So that's what they say. They're like, yeah, we were, we were waiting for the murderer to return to the body, which, like, how often does that work? <laughs> I mean, I feel like most of the time the murderer will take the body to hide it somewhere. Yeah. But it's also some murderers go back to the bodies. Ted Bundy used to go visit the corpses of his bodies and, like, have sex with them and stuff. Yeah, I learned that very recently. Mm-hmm. It's something I could have done without knowing. Now you know. <laughs> Yeah. How that you leave them in a pool? It seems yeah. like bad crime scene etiquette by the cops. Either way, even if they have a plan, I don't think this is sound. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> well, and again, they're cops, okay? It's not good. And Officer Fuzzy Face is being a huge misogynist. Yeah. To our girl, Lindsay. Our girl, Lindsay, Yeah. And she doesn't appreciate that he's always like, oh, come on, men, or whatever. She does not, not appreciate that. She's like, I'm a lady. Yeah. I did like all of his various, like, or should I say, whale, whale, whale. And a case I like to call black and white and dead all over. A whale of a crime. <laughs> so good. Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face wants to be the next Hercule Poirot. Hmm. It's a very literary reference. From all those books you read. <laughs> you don't know Agatha Christie? I do. I do. From the from the plays is more than I what I know her from though. Mm-hmm. I don't read her books very often. I just smiled and nodded. Yeah. <laughs> Did either of you see the movie Murder on the Orient Express? No. I saw the play. <laughs> oh my god. I heard bad things. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great, but that was a her Hercule Perot mystery well Wait. sorry <laughs> so i worked at a community theater for like a decade and we had, had to, to go do the accent work with them well that too but also <laughs> true oh my god yes <laughs> you do listen to me but we we had a very elderly audience and they demanded that there be at least one agatha every season <laughs> like i don't care what other trash you put on but there better be an agatha christie mystery in here okay i like that kirsten was shaming us for not knowing but then also that was the typical audience for Agatha Christie plays. <laughs> I, <laughs> now who's 87? I freaking took a detective fiction class in university, okay? I wasn't in the lab. I was reading books. I'm sorry. Waxed, vexed, and agathaxed. No, take it back. I would never. I would never. I'm just like murder. <laughs> Very pro-murder. I'm not old. I'm just pro-murder. Oh, God. How dare you? That can go on some merch. Yes. Oh, yes. (laughs) Add it to the list. I'm not old. I'm just (laughs) pro-murder. Diana and Bojack are getting interrogated. And Bojack's just kind of like, ugh, what's going on here? But Diane's like, listen, you pigs. I know my rights. (laughs) I know I have them. Well, what are are they? (laughs) I don't know them, know them. I just know that I have them. And she's like, well, can I just use my phone real quick? And he's like, you're not going to use it to look up your rights, are you? (laughs) (laughs) And then she does just that. So sneaky, Diane. Yeah, I love, she just goes from zero to, you can't detain us unless we are under arrest. (laughs) (laughs) You did look up your rights. I really like the, when he asked Bojack, like, oh, you think you're a comedian? And yes, but I'm trying to break into more serious roles lately. (laughs) (laughs) So good. And then they leave and Officer Fuzzy Face is like, stupid rights. I never get to have any fun anymore. Mm, He's a dirty cop. Yeah, didn't like that. He's not a good guy. He's a cop. But Diane stole the murder victim's phone. 
I can buy you a new phone, Diane. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to figure out. I think you're getting framed for murder. Yeah. He's like, we got to go to the bat mitzvah. Yeah, which I completely forgot about even in this podcast. (laughs) Well, I remember it for a couple of reasons. One, because the girl is actually a bat. Oh, yes. Yeah. Which Mm -hmm. I thought was (laughs) incredible. Perfect. And then Bojack going around being like, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat Shalom to everybody. Like, I guess we didn't stop down on it, really. But like, so we think that Bojack is being framed because there was a text that said, Bojack is going to kill me. And I feel like Bojack himself has no reaction to this. He just like goes to the bat mitzvah. Yeah. Two things can be true. He can be concerned about being framed for murder and very happy to be at the bat mitzvah. Well, yeah. You don't want to miss the cocktail hour. <laughs> that's a good point. So we find out that Bojack has like a kind of a throwaway line that's like, yeah, the Academy is like surprisingly okay with rape, but not murder. Yeah. <laughs> Just like a brutal but not incorrect line. Yeah. The Academy Just- doesn't look too kindly on murder. Rape they don't seem to have a problem with. Yeah. Just yikes. Yeah. Diane thinks that Jill Pill maybe did the setup. And I love the Bojack's response to just call Jill Pill and be like, are you framing me for murder? <laughs> You gotta ask. I mean, yeah. She's mostly just interested in the letter, which he has not gotten. Uh, There is some New York slander here as well, which I cannot stand for. Do tell. I'm I'm very glad that we have you on the pod to talk about this. Bojack going, this is why I couldn't live in New York. Everyone's so bossy. Which, like, we're just getting things done. So (laughs) rude. I mean, Scally is very bossy. (laughs) I don't know what you're talking about. Scally's constantly, move to New York. Do this. Do that. (laughs) I make your decisions. I mean, people should just move to New York. It's a thing. I I don't understand the complaint of pizza by the slice. Either eat a pizza (laughs) or not. It's great to have options. I don't think you want to eat eight slices all at one time it's not like you say hey can i get a large pizza and they like smack it out of your hands and say you can only get a slice yeah no (laughs) are you bossy is this is this slander scally or do you consider yourself bossy Mm. bossy is a strong word Mm. (laughs) but is it it a good word (laughs) i don't know what you're talking about i feel Mm. like it's direct ah yes Scally's also a Capricorn, so that does feed into it. Explains so much. Hmm. Probably. (laughs) (laughs) I could say anything about astrology and you'd be forced to agree. (laughs) Literally anything. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, yeah, okay. So they go to Whale World because they call Skinny Gina (laughs) on the phone and she's busy working at the Whale World, so. She was the last person called on Nadia's phone, the phone that they have stolen, and she's just like, yeah, come into work, and so they're gonna go find her. They go to Whale World. Sad detail that all of their fins are flipped over how they are in Mm. captivity in real life. Very tragic. (laughs) Yeah, see, I don't know anything about orcas, so I don't know what that means. Because they swim in small pools in the same direction, eventually their fin starts to tilt that way. Yeah. They talked about it in Blackfish, when they said, like, if you see an orca in the wild, it, like, never has this collapsed fin, but most of the ones in captivity do, including Tilikum. Mm-hmm. And they just, like, explain it away, but it's not a thing. It's yeah. not a real thing. What was the explanation here? They gave some, like, in the intro sequence, they mentioned the, like, flopped over fins. I think they oh, I didn't bring catch. it up as, like, being sexy. Yeah, I think so. Something about the, like, 
sexiest dorsal fins around or something. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Floppiest dorsal fins in town. Yeah, just for a sexy time for the whole family. Yeah. Uh, So they get there and Goober is on the premises, premises, and he is so excited to see Bojack. He thinks Bojack's visiting him at work. Yeah. Unfortunately, Bojack has no idea who this guy is. Does not recall his name at all. The voice sounds familiar. For some reason, he wants to tell him to go home. Yeah. Guy never went home, except that one episode called Goober Goes Home. Yes. (laughs) And Goober slash Richie Osborne is voiced by Fred Savage. Oh, yes. Of The Princess Bride. (laughs) Yes. I mean, yes. (laughs) Also, Bojack Horseman, two episodes of Kim Possible. (laughs) <laughs> these are the top credits fred savage no is no no these are just the ones i am talking about They're, of course i feel like people would most recognize the wonder years would probably be the number one didn't uh, you watch the grinder did i i thought you did famous uh, colin stone recommendation Oh, I think I watched mm, a couple of episodes Uh, of The Grinder. Did not remember you dropped it and did not trust the recommendation. I trust the recommendation. (laughs) I don't trust Colin Stone, though. You're right. All he does is lie. I wouldn't say I am nearly as pro The Grinder as you are pro murder. Again, I don't love murder. I'm (laughs) interested in what makes people do it. How dare you? Uh, so they ask for the stripper skinny Gina, and they find out that they don't have strippers here. <laughs> for some reason, I found that so such a funny transition. <laughs> so they ask for the stripper anyway. <laughs> it's fine. What? What am I supposed to do? I can't always have a 10 out of 10 transition from one conversation seamlessly into the next. <laughs> so one of your best. Yeah, I loved it. Yeah, I also did love that Bojack guesses that uh, Richie's name is Goobert. But Goobert. Yes, I want to say Goobert. That's actually yeah. his cool kid name when he goes to the vending machine. <laughs> but yeah, no strippers here. It's a family-friendly place. Yeah, so they have to pay for a lap dance, a private dance, to get mm-hmm. Skinny Gina to talk to them. In the blowhole room. In the blowhole room. Uh, I like how Bojack's like, oh, it's so gross, but obviously it's what we have to do. And you, he just wants a lap dance so bad. Yes, clearly. And then she gives one to Diane instead. Diane hates it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you could dance anyway. How would you dance if I wasn't here? He's like, like a stripper, probably. <laughs> yeah. I love oh. when Diane curses. <laughs> she says, Watch your mouth, lady. There are children here. <laughs> yeah, and there's two kids getting a lap dance, like <laughs> in the same room. So bad. It's not really a private dance if other people are also getting a private dance in the same room. Not yeah, so much. Good point. Yeah. Blowhole room is not so private. They tell her that Nadia is dead and she's like, I'm not surprised because in this industry, they say they'll take care of you. They'll make you big like Shamu. But when your body gets too beat up, they don't want you anymore. Yeah. What a sad reaction from a friend hearing about your murder. Yeah, I'm (laughs) not surprised. (laughs) She's like, yeah, we're in a we're in a marginalized group. So we had a higher chance of this happening anyways. Yeah. She says, thar she blows and thar she goes. And I was really hoping Lindsay would say that for us with her East Coast accent. (laughs) (laughs) Thar she blows and thar she goes. I love how you're like playing it up, but you're barely playing it up. Barely. It wasn't hard. (laughs) And to be like, how do I normally talk? (laughs) Cuddly Whiskers had a system planned. And they're like, tell me more. And she defines what a system is. (laughs) Yeah. I know what the word system means. 
Just yeah. as a formulated method or plan of procedure. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> but she'll say no more, except that there is an after hours party and you just have to say, I've got Bojack with me. Mm-hmm. Bojack then goes to a scene, like a, an old folks home. Yeah, it's like we're going to the after party. But first, we have to visit some seniors. I love how he's like, Diane, do you even want to be here? Like, it might be unprofessional. Mm-hmm. I feel like we've passed that point. Like, she's in. Yeah, she's <laughs> really? part of this now. He just wants her to apologize, and he's being a baby. She when you're accused like, of murder, I feel like you probably should stick together. After. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> like, everyone should stop being so mad at Bojack and Diane for, like, really trying to clear themselves of murder. I feel like this was an understandable sequence of The arrest of was a professional. Yeah, but they don't explain it. Like, they don't explain, like, oh, we're clearing ourselves because we've been falsely, like, accused mm-hmm. of murder. Well, now you have too high of expectations for Bojack. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Diane here drops a real sad, sad moment of that she's just trying to get through each day and she can't try to be happy and that she doesn't believe in real lasting happiness yeah it's rough rough stuff from diane bojack says focus on the little stuff like winning an oscar yeah no one can be happy all the time this after hours party is scary yeah it's terrifying it's an orca fight club yeah true (laughs) they have this like weird creepy hallway that they have to go down it's very upsetting yeah, and there's a thing on the wall that says Bojack Kills. Yeah, they follow a white rabbit as he's, like, hopping down the hall. God always followed the white rabbit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so basically we find out there's a strain of heroin called Bojack. Yeah. And importantly, Diane keeps getting calls from Mr. Peanut Butter, and she's ignoring them. Which, I mean, I would probably ignore calls at this time, too. I feel like I would, too. Like, it's super loud in there, but I think... Because it's me, I would also send like an apologetic text being like, here's why I didn't answer you. Let me give you a detailed explanation and I will yeah. call you tomorrow. That is going to be at least a two hour phone call. Like, <laughs> yeah. you can't answer that <laughs> right now. No. Hi, I'm just at an after hours whale fight club <laughs> at the, um, no, usually it's a family friendly exotic dancer location during the day. And we're trying to investigate this heroin deal going on. <laughs> like, oh my god that's so you so just good. text back sorry clearing my name we'll mm. talk to you later nice <laughs> that's what how if, i'm gonna start replying to people if i don't answer their call sorry clearing my name would have many more questions after getting that text <laughs> like that does not help me i feel like i would just assume someone was rude to you on twitter <laughs> <laughs> not that <laughs> And then it's like, at least they're not expecting you to answer the call, right? I'll keep declining over and over and over again. (laughs) There you go. Then the police all arrive. And this is where we find out about, like, the the heroin overdose situation of how Nadia died. Diane says something's fishy about this whole mess, and it's not the whales, which Bojack (laughs) fights back on. Whales are mammals, Diane. The police arrived also because Diane had location set up on the tweets, so they were able to just follow them all day, no problem. Yeah, it turns out it was Officer Lindsay, and she wants the credit for something. Big oversight for a celebrity big enough to be campaigning for an Oscar, to have your location (laughs) tagged all day long. All day. (laughs) Well, it's not like Diane was a social media person before, right? She is not... An old person, <laughs> so I would assume she knows how to turn the location off. She might just be an old. Mm. Yeah. Relatable. Yeah. Not relatable. Is Diane <laughs> saying vaxxed and waxed? <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think Diane would say that. <laughs> well, then maybe she's but not. But I don't think Diane would say that because I don't think that Diane would be making comments about value judgments on body hair. Okay. Co-signed. She'd be like, we're letting the forest reclaim the land, okay? <laughs> I, okay. I, t- I don't know what's wrong with okay. me anyways. I'd like I to pass this quickly and easily. <laughs> Diane feels very alive at having cleared their names and finding out about the heroine. Yeah, nobody so was trying they, to frame them. It was just heroin called Bojack all along. Yeah, because I guess a horse is another nickname for heroin. Yeah, and he's the horse. I feel like it would be like, you know, at least the high point of the day, clearing yourself from murder. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> at <Agreed>. least the <laughs> day. <laughs> Has to be. So they go back and get the letter. And this letter is very graphic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's about their time spent at the Ojai property. I like from from Bojack when he's like, oh, yeah, the letter. God, this mystery has too many things. <laughs> it does have too many things. Yeah. So they go to the Ojai house to see if that's where Cuddly Whiskers is. This is when Diane finally answers the phone. Yeah. And Mr. Peanutbutter's literally just worried. Like, where are you? Yeah, he's just like, you can't just do this. Like, you can't just be out all night and not answer the phone. Like, you have to tell me where you are. Yeah, she says, we're in Ojai. And he's like, oh, that's all you have to say for yourself? Mm-hmm. But I like how he's like, you have to call me. It does not matter what happens. It does not matter if it's the middle of the night. Like, you have to call me. You can't just do this. Mm-hmm. Do you think this counts as one of the five big fights? They didn't uh, end up fighting about the skunk. This feels like a big fight. I think they might get a big fight when she gets home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think this counts specifically as the big fight. I feel like the fact that Bojack is there tips it over the edge into extremely big fight. Well, because she stayed at Bojack's house for months and yeah. Bojack didn't say anything to Mr. Peanut Butter. Mm-hmm. And neither did Diane. Yeah. <laughs> That's so bad. He aided and abetted her, you know? So Bojack asks if everything's okay. Diane says no. Bojack apologizes and she's like, no, it's, it's my fault. It's not your fault. Yeah. But on the upside, Cuddly Whiskers is at the Ojai property. Mm-hmm. He is now very serene. He is zen. Mm-hmm. He is like the the white women who go to India to teach yoga. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yes. Oh, God. It's just a reference to something Lindsay said one time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I told them, <laughs> they don't need you over there. Oh, God. So he's dedicated his life to helping addicts, and he has a system to get clean from drugs. He let people recover in his house. Exactly. He says his old house becomes a flop house, a halfway house. He's like, Diane's like, people were worried about you. Like, they didn't know where you are, which is just so funny considering Mm -hmm. what she's been doing all night. Yeah. Like, you can't just disappear. It's like, you literally just did this, Diane. (laughs) Get off your high horse. Yeah. (laughs) Cuddly Whiskers brings up that you have to take control over your own happiness. Sometimes that does make you seem selfish, but only after you give up everything can you begin to find a way to be happy. Because when he won his Oscar, he felt nothing. An Oscar means nothing. I think this is one of the lines, too, that really resonated the first time through of, like, it takes a long time to see how truly miserable you are and even longer to realize that it doesn't have to be that way. It's like, wow, it's a good line. Thanks for punching me in the gut again, Bojack. Horseman. Thank you. Needed it. But what I love is that Bojack and Diane, when they're back in the car, are clearly both freaked out by everything Cuddly Whiskers has to say. But then Bojack tries to play it off like, ugh, what about that guy? Like, he's he's wrong. Yeah, Diane's just like, let's just not even do this. Like, Diane just, go just home. wants to go home. Yeah. Understandably so. Yeah, it's been a big day. Long day. And that is it. That's the episode. 
Bojack kills. Bojack kills. What an Turns episode. Out heroin kills. Mm-hmm. See, now I was like, I want to be super prepared. I'm going to go on the wiki. I'm going to see what else they list. And under trivia specifically, they have. Do you know what type of underwear Mr. Peanut Butter was wearing? Because apparently they thought this was very important. Oh. I'm assuming some kind of pun on Calvin Klein. It wasn't the brand that was mentioned. It says, Mr. Peanut Butter is revealed to wear red boxer briefs with hot dog print. <laughs> <laughs> and they featured a picture, <laughs> which, like, Licky, I think we're good. <laughs> I don't know why this was, you know, needed to be highlighted. Mr. Peanut Butter, a very desirable man. <laughs> he's, he's hot. A hot dog. Hot dog. <laughs> Just like on his underpants. It all comes full funny. circle. There we that's go. A, that's a great call. Yeah. And was there any other fun trivia on the wiki? No, everything else was pretty basic. That one, though, did stand out as a, uh, why is this here? <laughs> why is this here? It's a fair question. And we're still wondering why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, other than mentioning when Sextina Aquafina's dubstep song could be heard, you know, pretty <laughs> run of the mill. No emails this week. Which is understandable. People cannot keep up with us right now. Yeah. I've had a few people reach out and say they are working on catching up. Of the other day was like, what's going on? <laughs> Why I am I like, so far behind? Listen, we're trying to take July off without you missing a beat, okay? Mm-hmm. This is very considerate. Yes, we're very good people. We're just good people doing good things. Put that on the merch as well. <laughs> So we got a new review from Sweden. <laughs> Hi! Ooh. Sweden loves Bojack Horsepod. As they so, should. Yes, rapidly catching up with the number of reviews that we have in the Canadian store, just FYI, but it's fine. Embarrassing uh, to the Canadian store since there are two Canadians on this podcast at all times. Yes, yes, indeed. So definitely not Riley says, Ellen K, what do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. Lindsay and Kirsten are the perfect hosts for this podcast. They would fit in so well in Hollywood because they are cartoony and clever in the most awesome way possible. Yeah. Despite being Canadian. <laughs> Despite being Canadian. Something that people may or may not have noticed this week is that a Raphael Bob Blocksberg revived his thread about creating a Darkwing Dunk live action movie for Disney+. Plus. Uh-huh. This was truly shocking. <laughs> yeah, this week to bring up about the kinds of sex acts that Darkwing Duck does and does not participate in... Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's important to RB Dub for personal reasons to suggest that Darkwing is a generous lover, but also <laughs> that he never lets his guard down so he doesn't let himself climax. So, yeah. Important oh. stuff. There's a lot going on there. Hmm. Important I, stuff. I wonder if this was inspired by the Batman controversy. I, it was line. certainly <laughs> because of the Batman stuff, which I That's don't fully stuff. understand. So, Scally, if you could give us the full rundown of how, like, all I know is I saw tweets about how Batman does not give oral sex. Uh. That's all that I saw with no context. I have no understanding of how this started. So if you want to give us a rundown, that would be great. Oh, this is why I'm here. (laughs) (laughs) Thank God. (laughs) No. So apparently there is a cartoon featuring the DC heroes in which is like more catered towards adults and has previously featured, you know, many scenes that were not appropriate for children, but were asked to cut an oral sex scene featuring Batman and I forget who exactly, but because you could not see heroes doing that on screen, villains are fair game because 
because like they don't have to protect their image and market them to children. But I don't know if they did not know if you could market Batman after having him seen in such a way, despite having him in many other sexual <laughs> encounters in <laughs> that show and others. So a little bit of a controversy online. Wow. I mean, Batman took all of his generational wealth to become basically a cop. Are we surprised he doesn't go down? Yeah, just spend your money on, like, the Gotham school board. See Ugh. what happens. Imagine if he put that money into education and healthcare. Yeah. Social workers. He could have become a social worker. Yeah, true, true. and all the while could have been a generous lover. <laughs> <laughs> Needed warning. We didn't even get a warning. You're right. I like Lindsay hopped on this tweet train before me because Will from America knew about the movie searching and thinks that it was and it was also the first thing he thought of when he heard John Cho's name incredible not the show selfie rude <laughs> I put out a poll this week asking how people would rather die by accidental drowning or murder Lindsay do you have you seen the results of this or do you have any theory on what these results would be my guess is that most people picked murder because this is a pro-murder podcast that's right 76 percent of 76. our voters voted for murder over accidental drowning timothy asked how is he being murdered and i said not drowning and he said well murder it is <laughs> <laughs> very specific <laughs> Maddie Frush, our good friend Moat Gregorian, said that that's an easy vote. Mm. I don't know which way he voted for. <laughs> Presumably for murder. And then I also put out a tweet this week asking our audience if they see themselves as more of a Lindsay or a Kirsten, or do they think that that's the same thing? Mm -hmm. uh, now, where do you think that ended up? So when you sent this to me, showing me that you had tweeted this. I believe the I am a Lindsay was slightly ahead. I don't know if that's the same. <laughs> it So it pulled ahead by, so 43% say that they are a Lindsay. 32% say that that's the same thing, so we don't really know how they identify. And then only 25% want to be a Kirsten, so... Well, so that's just, a different read. 25% want to be a Kirsten. Yeah. You well, didn't no, ask what do you are, want to be. That are Kirsten's. Only 25% think they're a me. So I think mm. that suggests that you're just more original. No, it just hurts. People <laughs> oh. don't see me as relatable. They don't see themselves in my experiences. Like half of people identify with me, but only a quarter of people identify with you. Yeah. It just, I didn't like the way that felt. I'm at least twice as basic. <laughs> I voted for the that's the same thing. Like Bojack and Diane, you guys are just sharing a lot of the same qualities. <laughs> <laughs> Just bring out the worst in each other. Well, then if that's the case, I'm going to claim being the cool one. So Lindsay's the uncool person. <laughs> I will concede that, yeah. <laughs> Perfect. And then, yeah, as I said before, Sarah's catching up on BoJack. So I think we'll probably get some feedback in the next little bit. Wonderful. But I think that that is all for this episode. Do you think, is there anything else? Anything we missed? I don't know. We're 80 minutes in. I feel like we yeah, uh... we, we, we beat that dead orca. <laughs> Not the dead orca. <laughs> There's a dead work in the episode. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. Let Anyways, Nadia live. I mean, I would <laughs> or rest that in Nadia peace at was, least. Was alive. Rest in power, Nadia. Oh Come my on. god. But anyways, if you want to be part of the conversation, you can email us bojackhorsepod at gmail.com. You can tweet at us at bojackhorsepod. You can fill in our Google form, a tiny URL.com slash bojackhorsepod. Also, it's our pinned tweet. And you can, if you could please leave us a five-star review. If you're not leaving us a five-star review, we don't want your feedback. We're only listening <laughs> to five-star reviewers. Scally, thank you for being here today. No, no. Really a dream. 
Thank you for having me. It was a great pleasure as much as, you know, like I said, it is indecisive and procrastinating, not any <laughs> reflection on my feeling, because I had a great time. I'm sure that I will force myself back on again at some point. Please so, do. Good. Anytime. I can't wait. So uh, very excited for that. What What else are you, are you going to have going on in mid to late July, Sally? <laughs> mid to <laughs> it's late It's July 20th July. today. Well... A little too early for my liking, but no, Big Brother is coming back, so that is, you know, where that might be a little too soon, so I'll be over there on RHAP, as well as myself and Kirsten will be talking about Love Island US Season 3. Who would have thought that we would get there to Season 3? (laughs) Who would have thought? But, you know, it's a great show people should be watching, and then obviously should be listening to the podcast, and then at some point, I don't know when Matt is dropping them we did over on the dom and colin podcast with matt Ligori doing some drafts for the upcoming season of the challenge so those are evergreen whenever those come out you know as long as it's before the season which i don't <laughs> think this season is coming out that fast hopefully but did those with Haley strong and colin stone and Allie lasher and brian cohen so check those out those will be a lot of fun and then otherwise just on twitter at brian underscore scally where i'll I'll let you know anything else i'm doing iconic Lindsay again will be she's just off of doing another one of the top 40 countdown and a survivor over an rejp with rob sister nano as well as the simpsons then and now podcast where they're talking about an old episode of the simpsons and a new episode of the simpsons and one of the co-hosts is recording just walking around a store so uh, (laughs) that's a dream come true for uh, Lindsay's audio it's really a dream to edit, let me tell you. <laughs> and then, yes, for me, much the same as Scally, we'll be covering Love Island, as well as doing some Big Brother podcasting, I'm sure, as well as Twitch streaming, tweeting, all of the things at Kirsten Said What. We will be back next week for a critically acclaimed episode of BoJack Horseman, season three, episode four, Fish Out of Water, is coming up next. So we will see you next week. Bye.